podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 154. Uh, I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. I hope that you're you woke up this morning and you just felt a renewed lease on life. And I know for some of you, like in the midst of maybe some hard times, it's like, man, I can't, I can't even get my brain there. But there is the, a very simple fact. And, and sometimes I think what's really helpful is, and I, and I brought this up a few times, I do think it's really important, is just to slow down and embrace the simple gifts that have been given to you today. Like there is a very simple thing, no matter hard, uh, no matter easy, happy, joyful, whatever, there is a very simple truth that you woke up. Like, and so celebrate that simple thing. And sometimes when we start celebrating those kind of small things, or which are actually really, really big things, they start to posture our hearts. And we start to not just be discouraged about all the hard that's going on or all the difficult in our life. It allows us to you know, live in the tension of the two. And sometimes I think there's this, there's a, we're out of balance in our life. You know, when things are really hard and things are difficult and you're frustrated, you've got to kind of create a counterbalance. And I think for uh, the believer, for the Christian, I think what's really helpful is that we, we get to, I mean, this is why Psalms 23 is one of these epic Psalms, because there's this tension that, that the psalmist brings in where he's like, look, that, that, he creates a banquet table in the presence of my enemy, right? There's this, there's this tension that's there. It's like, you know, you're sitting around in a meal, you're enjoying it while there's a lot of hard all around you. And it's the presence of God that's kind of equalizing both of those scenarios. It doesn't make the bad go away. It doesn't make it easier even. It just goes, no, there's, there's, I live in the tension of those two realities. And so, um, so sometimes I think it's just slowing down in those simple things and balancing out your life, you know? And maybe if you're like, man, my life's easy. It's so easy. I got nothing bad going on. It's like, well, then maybe you're not bearing each other's burdens enough. Maybe you haven't had, you haven't been near or allowed yourself to be close enough to a friend who's really hurting and you wear a bit of that, right? And again, that allows us to understand we're not yet home in heaven. Uh, We're still here on earth and we kind of get to live in the tension of these two realities. So maybe today uh, that might be the posture of your heart, wherever you're at. And maybe you're like, man, I'm halfway through my day and I am definitely leaning into all the negative in this life. Okay, maybe what you do is maybe pause and just go, okay, I celebrate that I'm still alive. I celebrate, wow, the sun rose and it's going to set tonight and I'm appreciating that consistency and just allowing that to balance. I'm so grateful. I got to eat food today. Ha! Food! I got to have a meal. I got to drink water. Uh, I I purify water. I actually can go to a grocery store and buy a bottle of water. That's mind-blowing because if I go to India or Africa or third world countries, that's just not the case for them. So I'm going to celebrate those very simple things uh, in my life. So I hope you're able to do that. Hey, um, for those of you who continue to listen, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing and subscribing. It means a lot to me. And also for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. Thank you so much. Hey, if you're listening and maybe you haven't given uh, to front porch confessional and you'd like to, that's the place to go do it. Thank you so much. 
people also give in other other ways. They DM me or they, they Venmo me or things like that. So if you're one of those people who are doing that, thank you. If you are interested in that, feel free to ask me any questions. Love to answer them. But thank you so much uh, for coming along of what God is doing. I think through this podcast, really appreciate it. Okay. Our passage today, Romans 28. We're going to spend uh, some time here in Romans 28 over the next few podcasts, because I think as a, a Romans 8, uh, because there were some verses in here, I was just going to teach one. I was like, or walk through one. I was like, nah, I got to get through all these. So we're going to break this down a little bit. So this verse right here is so, it's so gold. Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Here's what I've learned about myself. This is a part of that self-reflection. And by the way, this is a really good thing for all of you to do, um, is I've learned that I've used optimism as a crutch. A person who's optimistic looks like they have it all together, right? They're like, man, they're always so happy. Man, they always seem the, the glass half full and, and they wake up you know, joyful and everything's okay. And that would be, for the most part, pretty true of the way I live my life. But what most people don't know is I do that to avoid a lot of times. I do that to, to kind of avoid the pain and the hurt and the struggle and all of those things. And so I just try to kind of candy coat uh, the world in which we find ourselves in, in order to kind of survive, right? And Pastor Paul is in inviting us into something beautiful because if we're not, we just kind of are, are we kind of like, uh, are, have all these crutches, these things, and we're, we're lacking on what it is we're supposed to hold on to, what it is this life is all about, and what does it actually mean to be honest and real and authentic as we're living out this faith in Christ. And so I always, what I love about this passage is I always find it interesting when Christians kind of profit over passages like this. I mean, this passage is on bumper stickers and coffee mugs, right? It's a part of like Christian propaganda. Like we use this verse like that. And so it can feel a lot like what I was talking about, like kind of that optimism as a crutch. Don't worry about it. It all works out. Like God loves you and everything's going to be fine. And we kind of use it in that way. And, you know, I think we have kind of pitch people this genie in a bottle theology without understanding the depths and the costs that this passage is presenting. You know, and I think, I know I keep bringing this back over and over because I really think it's important. Is there something so much more going on here? But again, we go an inch deep with this verse. And that's why it looks really good on a coffee mug, right? Or it looks really good on a bumper sticker. And what happens when I actually start applying this in my life? Because here's the thing. Pastor Paul, Paul, the Apostle Paul, has been persecuted. He's been rejected, imprisoned, and abandoned. He is the one, he's the one who's proclaiming these very real truths about who God is as a result of, of what he, this, he's saying, this is who God is. How do I find myself in the midst of who God is? But I think the hard part, I think the hard part for many of us is that we want all the truth without any of the pain right? We, we want, yeah, blessings, blessings without any of the hard and the struggle. We want Resurrection Sunday, right? Without Good Friday. We want green pastures 
without the valley of the shadow of death, then we want comfort. Gosh, this feels so harsh, but I think it's so true. And I've wrestled through this. And so as I say this, it's because I've wrestled deeply with it. We want comfort a lot of times more than we want Christ. And that's just like, oh, what Paul's inviting us into is something really beautiful. So let's work through it. Uh, For those of us uh, who call, uh, for those of us who are called to his purpose and love God, all things work together for good, right? So I'll say that again, because I think, I think it's important for those who are called to his purpose and love God, all things will work together for good. And there's a reason why I, I, I phrased it that way. It's because sometimes it's good to see the passage in reverse. It hits us a little different. Like for instance, I, uh, I walk the same path pretty much every day, the same way. And, uh, and one day I decided, you know what, there's a, I'm going to go in reverse. So I'm going to go in reverse. And as I went in reverse, and the reason why I love this walk is because there's a beautiful, there's beautiful trees. There's the, a picture of the mountain. And like I've told you, like these snow-capped mountains right now. And, but in reverse, I saw all this other beauty that I had never seen before. And I think as we unpack this passage in reverse, it starts to be a lot more beautiful in some ways. Not that it wasn't beautiful before, but we start to see it a little bit different. And so the question that we're going to ask first is, is like, what is the purpose that we've been called to? We've been called to a purpose. So what is that purpose? And that purpose is to sacrificially love others the way that Jesus did. To make disciples, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so for you and I, what this means is, am I doing this? Am I actually living out my purpose in life? Am I making time day in and day out to to make people a priority, to see them the way that Jesus sees them so they can see his love? If I'm doing that, I'm fulfilling my purpose, my calling in this life. And what I find for myself and so many others, it's this, we're just too busy. We're too busy for people. And if we're too busy for people, then we're not really living out our purpose in this life, right? And we're like, oh, gosh, well, what does that mean? Hold on. Because the next thing we're going to work through is this. What does it mean to love God, right? These two things that are being set up and positioned for us, right, that are really important because it impacts the part we love the most in the passage. What does it mean to love God? You know, and I, and I think in the Western culture and, and around the world, love is one of those words that we have just absolutely abused because loving God is about giving all you are. That's why he says with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, essentially saying with every inch of your being, that's what it means to love God. But we tend to give him just, you know, pieces of those things. Not the whole thing, but maybe a little bit of this and a little bit of this, a little bit of soul, a little bit of heart, a little bit of strength, but not the whole. So the question we need to wrestle with is this, do I really love God or do I just love him when he does stuff for me? When he allows my life to be comfortable? Do I only love him when stuff goes my way? And if that's the case, and and we just have to be honest with it, then that's not love. 
That's lust. Lust is this, I have to have it, I have to have it. It's going to fulfill this thing in me. Love is an in- interested in a return on investment. It gives it without getting anything in return. Do I love God like this because he loves me this way? God loves me this way, but do I love him that way? Because this is what, this is the costly part of this passage that it's inviting us into. And if I'm living out that purpose, and if I'm learning to live into the love of God, the byproduct of that, the byproduct of a life that is in love and commissioned by God is this, is that things work together for good. Why? Because I know who God is and I know what God has called me to do. Simply, it's not about me. It's all about God and others. And once our perspectives have changed, we will see our life different. You know, Jesus says this in Matthew 6, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's all about God and what he's calling him to do. Our focus is on him. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. How beautiful. And so this is what the core of this passage is bringing out for you and I. This is the challenge. It's don't just accept the part that goes, oh, everything's going to be great. It's all going to work out. It's all going to be easy, right? Because I feel like that's kind of how I've lived my life without really going, no, no, no. We live in the tension of these two realities, that I am crucified with Christ Nevertheless, I leave. That when I'm weak, I'm strong, right? The last will be first and the first will be last. That is the beautiful paradox that we're being invited into. And when we truly live that out, when we are living in light of those, three, uh, those two things that we were talking about, our purpose and our love for God, then all of a sudden, these good things, we start seeing it. Our eyes are open all around to the work that God is doing because things will only work out for good if we first recognize that God and his purpose for us is good. So the question to work through, challenge ourselves on is this, do you love God and know your purpose in your life? Just reflect on that today. Challenge yourself. And and this isn't one of those downer passages. No, this is an invigorating, vision-casting passage that awakens our souls, that gives us an imagination of what it is to live in the kingdom of God and have God as our king and whom we love and adore. So, Father God, it's just that. We give you everything. We love you. We want to live into the purpose that you've given to each and every one of us and your promise is that all things will work together for good if we really, really believe and live in light of that. So thank you. And thank you for Pastor Paul pastoring us through this passage we needed today. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own life.